Welcome back to Talk with the Now podcast. We're back again. And how are you doing, Jason? I am rolling, sir. <laughs> okay. You're rolling in dough. Yep. You're rolling in the dough, I hear. Uh, in the dough of some sort. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Jason, everybody, let's just cut to the chase. Jason just got back from a little vacation. He was telling me about offline. Where'd you go, Jason? Uh, I went to Glacier National Park in, in Montana. Uh, and how was it? It was grand, very grand. That's just the only word you can say for that place. Very not grand. to be confused with the Grand Canyon. No, which is another national park I would love to see. But yeah, you know, it's, that, and I, I mean, aside from going to Muir Woods near uh, San Francisco, the only other national park I've been to is the one that most of us from this region have all been through is Great Smoky Mountains National Park because yeah. you can drive through it and not. But for the established old school parks, that was my first one. So yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful what's the, place. What's the one? Is it Arizona that has? Is it called Monuments Park or something with all the different, you know, oh, um, Monument Valley? Yeah, yeah, is that what that is? Yeah, I want to go there one day too. Yeah, that one looks really good too. Yeah, I want to see that one. I want to see Grand Tetons. Uh, I want to see Yosemite National Park as well and Yellowstone. But mm -hmm. I've, I've I've heard Yellowstone's kind of like the Disney World <laughs> of national parks. So it's just really crowded and packed and you're in yeah. traffic all the time so you just have to be prepared yeah right and but how yeah. was um how was the glacier was it was it icy there are many of them uh, and i saw two um uh -huh. of them now there are a few places that were not open due to either crowding or they try to keep the crowds down um so it's a place literally called mini glacier like m-a-n-y glacier mm -hmm. and it's an entrance on the other side from where we were uh, it was about a two and a half hour drive around to get to that side of the park. Uh, people forget how big these parks are. Um, yeah. And uh, you, in that case, you go through a mountain pass and then you go into the rolling farmland of Montana, like all the ranches, like these crazy amounts of cows and stuff. And you're in the Blackfoot uh, Indian Reservation, which was, I have to say, shocking to drive through the little town there in the reservation. That was, uh, you know. It's not 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 a not a good site for that people. Um, but oh, was know, it like poverty stricken looking? Yeah, it is. Okay. It kind of looks like it. It kind of looks like some parts of of like uh, hate to say it, like a third world country in a way, okay. um, which is kind of sad. Um, you know, it's just no way to treat them. Uh, it's a system. It's just bad. But um, then you go through and go around and where we looped was close enough to Canada to be able to, cause the other three people that I went with still had their international plans from a, from a trip and it, and it activated their international plan. That's how close we got to Canada on their phones. Um, hmm. But um, you know, and you drive in and it's just, I mean, it's just beautiful. It's just, there's no other word for it. Uh, but many glacier that we drove over to, when we got there, there was a sign with the rain with the park rangers saying it was closed. And it's like, oh, great. We just, we just drove two and a half hours, but we should have gotten up at like four in the morning. I'm not kidding. And drove, driven over there. That's usually what you have to do because the, the famous drive in this park is called the going to the sun road. And if anybody looks that up, it's supposed to be stunning. It's just this hmm. stunning view over the pass, but Logan pass, which is the main pass was still pretty snowed over. And when I say pretty snowed over, I mean, 20 feet of snow. And so they had to, wow. They had, equipment on top of the ice pack, like heavy equipment on top of the ice pack. And they used dynamite to blow the snow huh. out. And a guy actually was on our plane flight. He had gotten up early because believe it or not, they opened it. 
the day we left. Uh, it's like wow. this tie for the latest opening in the season because they got a lot of snow. Anyway, but the picture he showed, it was probably four feet above his head, the snowpack on the side of the road. So Middle of July, huh? Yeah. So uh, we saw some snow on the top of the little ski resort where we stayed. There was a little patches of snow, so I, I threw some snowballs at somebody <laughs> in the middle of July. I was like, that's a first. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, if for my first established park, I think that was a good one. I've always wanted to go there since I was a kid. So, um, you know, it's, it was, it was gorgeous. We did a, uh, we went to a, an outfitter place that does a little, you know, trail ride with horses. And then they do a cowboy dinner for you where they cook out on the, over the fire. And oh, nice. it was, it was a, it was a really cool experience. Um, there's a lot of like companies outside the park that you know do tours inside the end in the park and you can set up with different companies and they know they kind of know where to take you so it's a little bit easier than you just trying to go okay we're just going to go here and here and here you know so so the glacier um did just look like i've never seen one i've never been out there does it look like just an enormous piece of ice yeah the glaciers that are out there yeah they're there's different size ones that you can go to. Um, we unfortunately didn't get to go to like one of the ones where you could drive where you can ride the boat up to it. We did take a boat ride, but it was no glacier on that mm. particular spot. But I saw them from a distance. Now they just kind of look like you think. I mean, a lot of them are so packed with snow, you st- it just looks like snow down the side of a mountain. But some of them you get close up, you can see the ribbing and the crevices and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, from it. But um, glaciers are I, amazing phenomena to me. Yeah, it's it is pretty pretty crazy it's slow moving ice yeah um it was beautiful like i said saw two bears not not grizzlies but black bears believe it or not and i was like mm-hmm. huh. it's like i'm in the smokies again um one was on the horse ride the horses all kind of stopped and you look over and it's like oh there's a black bear um are there then, any big animals out there as well like uh, moose and whatnot yeah moose elk uh mule deer buffalo yep there are bison out there mm. um there's mountain goats too. Um, mountain goats are real famous in Glacier. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw a couple of those from a distance. You just see the little white masses kind of hopping. Um, now, Jason, what you've done here is this would have been a perfect opportunity for you to share your screen for the viewing audience so you could see some pictures, but you did not prepare. I did not prepare. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe another time. Uh, maybe if another there's time. The viewing audience, um, I just, yeah, I don't know how to share right now because i haven't downloaded anything to my computer so um (laughs) Uh, it's all on my trusty phone uh, but um yeah i mean there's the the main pictures if i had to show it were the pictures we got of the rather strenuous two mile hike to uh avalanche lake is what it's mm -hmm. called and it's one of those famous it looks like a big bowl and there's waterfalls coming down it's just this mirror lake some of the coldest water I've ever stuck my foot in. I'll just be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I took my shoes off and stuck my feet in. I'm like, Whoa, yeah. glacier, glacier melt is another kind of cold. Um, <laughs> but, but it's one of those things where you're hiking up and the scenery on the trail is great. And you can tell a couple times there's multiple signs about bear stuff and have your bear spray ready because there are a couple times it got quiet and we're walking through some kind of low brush and I'm thinking, uh-huh you know this is where this could happen so you kind of got to keep your head on a swivel but it's a good hike it's a and we get up there and you turn a corner and it's just like that view opens up and it's just i mean it's it's god showing off gene god Mm. showed off (laughs) showing off a little bit and it's just uh it's gorgeous and 
the town's neat. I mean, the whole area is neat. The town of Whitefish, where we stayed, is neat. You fly into Kalispell, Montana, is where you fly, and then you take about a 20-minute drive into Whitefish, and Whitefish is your old kind of Western Railroad-type town. Um, and all around there are these, and apparently it's a Midwestern phenomenon that moved out west, little drive through shack coffee places, like everywhere. Hmm. Every, like, and some of it is the, some of the best coffee I've ever had. Like, it was really good. Uh, and, and that town fights all the big change. You know, there's only two Starbucks in a town that normally would have a bunch because, and they had to fight to get in there because the people do not want chain stuff. They want local only. And hmm. that's how Montana is. It's just kind of take care of each other. And you can see that a lot out there. You can actually see it in the people. And mm-hmm. really, really was a cool place. You know, I had to struggle not to go to a realtor office, just check on land, <laughs> you know, just to have, so yeah. I was like, huh. you know, I was about to ask you if um, you can understand the, uh, the feeling that some people have when they say, ah, you know what, I'm just going to quit my job and move to Montana and grow yep. my own food, food and be self-sustaining. And, and the, the whole, it's like the community kind of supports that. So there's, there's a farmer's market like twice a week in whitefish. I mean, there's like, all kinds of stuff. There's incentives for people that want to, you know, provide for like community markets and things like it's a, it's a really neat situation out there. Um, you know, it's a little bit less, it's a little bit less touristy than some of the other towns, whitefish is anyway. So you're not going to get like the, like a lot of the towns like in Wyoming near Yellowstone are still kind of the old West looking and they're going to have a lot of saloons and a lot of that. And they, uh, this didn't quite have that, which I was a little disappointed in, but, yeah. Then when I realized how it was, it's like, no, 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 this is more the, the sleepy town next to the park kind of. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that, um, like I got picture going to the Grand Canyon or whatever, Statue of Liberty, Gettysburg, um, you know, famous historical sites, um, San, um, San Francisco, um, Golden Gate Bridge, things like that. Um, I feel like most of the time in my experience, when going to these places, even just the little places here in Georgia, Florida, whatever, if it's a touristy spot, I'm usually disappointed because when I walk in those places, there's like 50 other people cramming in there trying to go in a hurry. <laughs> and I feel like I can't even really take it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely not that, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, they've had, I mean, obviously opening the going to the sun road probably made it a little more crowded, but this park is so spread out and so sparse with like actual facilities that it kind of, kind of creates a less crowded environment. Uh, uh, but I, again, if you go out there, you really need to hire one of the, the companies to do a, at least on one of the days to do a tour, like either a nature, nature hike guide thing, or, sure, you know, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll plug glacier guides. It's that simple. That company, they were awesome. Um, they were, they were amazing. And, uh, just knowledgeable staff they all have their own per- and they have personalities too which is nice um mm-hmm. you know there was swan lake outfitters is the one that did our our um cowboy dinner and our trail ride and they just were so hilarious i mean it was just so funny you know and you you have a real kind of um mountain experience with that and, and when i say mountains gene 
me and you know about driving up to the Appalachians. We love our Appalachian mountains. I still love my Appalachians. Yeah. I know those are just hills, basically. Well, they're older, supposedly, but yeah, you drive up just down the road, and you know when you see mountains rise, you know you kind of have a gauge of okay, these are high mountains. Like we would say, driving north here, you'd see, you know, you can see the mountains that kind of roll in. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, double that size, and that's rolling into these foothills. It's like, you know, covered in all perfect evergreens, you know, perfect little Christmas trees all the way up. I mean, it's just like you'd think it would be with a nice river with bluish, you know, blue green kind of glacier melt water coming down. I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's just, there's, I mean, I was just saying, wow, the whole time. And so it sounds like these, um, these people that you met out there were kind of salt of the earth, uh, types. They were, and you could kind of tell they were salt of the earth, but they didn't mind people visiting. They were like, they wanted to tell you more about things and how, how things work and all that. And Montana is what, you know, I like to call free America. You know, it's one of the States that with some of the least amount of regulations on things. I mean, we're driving around and it's like, aside from the towns, you get outside the town and it's like, Oh, speed limit 70 on this two lane road. You know, that kind of, you know, it's that kind of attitude of, we just, we just live out here. We don't care. You know, we don't care about overdoing things and overregulating things we like to let people live and that's you know and that's it's it's really kind of a harken back to an older time Hmm. um and it was just it was beautiful like the place was beautiful the people were nice everybody was nice like overly nice like just so some of the other um some of the um i guess conversations you had with some of the people were they a lot of them natives or were they like people that like oh i used to live in you know ohio and i decided to give it up and move out here types I would say it was, a, it was a pretty much a 50-50 split on that. Um, mm. You never really knew. Um, what was funny is we we ate at a restaurant on the St. Mary's uh, Lake side, which is where we went, St. Mary Lake, which is where we took a boat ride uh, into a gorge, basically, and looked like a fjord in, in Norway. But mm. there's an old school restaurant that was built back in like the 50s uh, at the park, and it, but it's run it's a restaurant, but it's run inside the park. So it's a park employee restaurant and our, the manager there, the, the shift manager and our waitress were both from Georgia. <laughs> it was funny. Wow. Um, yeah. One from Roswell run from Carrollton. And so, you know, and they just go out and work the season. So you get a lot of seasonal workers inside the park. Um, so you've got people from all over the place that have different expertise. And then you go out and mm-hmm. you, go into the shops like say if you walk around the old town of whitefish um and you just go into all these little you know boutique shops and cool little coffee houses and stuff and that's where you talk to the the locals and they all are very just overly friendly it was just a very welcoming place Hmm. that in that was part of the reason i was sad to leave honestly aside from the fact that there's no humidity and it was just wonderful my i could actually breathe um it was just, but it's, it's deceiving because you sit there and go, Oh, I, I'm feeling a little sniffles. I'm going to take some cold medicine. Don't do it. You're a little, it will dry your sciences out and you'll bleed. You take like Advil. Um, and I had saline spray and that's what I used. but, uh, it's just a very, a very welcoming atmosphere. And for my first big national park, like old school national park, you know, we'll call it the Teddy Roosevelt era national park yeah experience that was awesome you know because it was it was not overcrowded um they do have the bus the old school buses like if you ever look up yellowstone they have those yellow old ford like buses from back in the day that ford still maintains for them um this 
this one has red ones and they're the same thing. And you can take one of those. The, the problem with that tour is they don't ever stop anywhere. Really. They stop, but you don't get off the bus. So you have, um, so you kind of, I, I don't know. I would, I would probably like to do that for one day just to see. And then, but the red, the other kind of tours that you hire outside that aren't park tours, um, third party, you know, they'll take you to certain spots and say, okay, here's a cool trail. Let's go hike it. You know, and that's, that's where you, that's where you really see the beauty of that park is to get out and hike it. Um, but just be prepared because I did that, that avalanche trail, I, the altitude didn't bother me until I started doing that. Cause it was like the, the slight, the, the uphills that normally around here would be like, eh, cause we've, we've done, all right, let's just say this, Gene, we've done the Mount Yona hike, right? That's pretty strenuous. Now imagine parts of that at six, 7,000 feet, you know, you're dealing with less oxygen. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't think about it when you're walking around out there, but then when you start to do something strenuous, you're like, Ooh, uh, so, um, so you just got to be prepared to walk a lot. Um, when you're there, that's just how you see that park. Um, but it, it's just, I mean, I, again, I just can't, I can't describe how much I was like, man, Montana is my spirit state. I think, <laughs> you know, if I had to have, if I believed in that stuff and had a kinda, spirit, state. you kind of had the, uh, the old, uh, I guess you'd call it, uh, frontier America yeah. spirit about it, huh? Yeah, exactly. Still Frontier has that America. kind of going for it. It does, just in the in their mindset. I think um, you see a lot of different kinds of housing out there. You see your normal, you know, stuff, and then you going up to the ski lodge, you'll see a lot of nice houses, you know, nice, really nice estates, big gates, and stuff like that. But then you go out to the kind of outskirts and what we would normally call a suburb. It's not really. There's no herb, so there's no suburb. Uh, there's no urban, um, but then you start to see like some of the, okay, that person has maintained that house for a long time. You can tell they've added, you know, that kind of thing. So just real salt, like you said, salt of the earth type mm -hmm. dwellings, you know, but it was, it was beautiful. Very interesting. Yeah. If I can ever get some free time and plenty of money in my pocket, maybe I'll uh, start visiting some States in America and <laughs> things like that. Was this, yeah. um, I don't know if you foot the bill for your whole thing, but uh, do you know about how expensive it was for you to do all this? well, I mean, obviously the most expensive part is getting there, you know, mm -hmm. getting there and staying there are the most expensive parts. I don't know because I, I was not allowed to pay. Mm -hmm. I, I tried, <laughs> I tried forcefully and had to grab the check for meals a few times and pay <laughs> for them. Um, but uh, if anybody doesn't get the idea, I'm, I was going with my girlfriend's parents and her out there and they were giving it to her as a kind of a Christmas gift. And it was like their whole family does that. They'll go on trips for gifts. Um, but they just weren't all for me paying. Um, you know, you got out there, you have three major expenses. You got your, you're getting there, you're staying there, I mean, possibly a rental car, you know, rental car, because you're going to drive right. a lot. Any of these parts are going to drive a lot. And they know that. And I think the rental car companies put the, the allowable daily mileage low on purpose to kind of get you on the on the end um because we went over by 38 miles on on the, on the allowed um but i would say you know your park passes they don't cost that much they're like 40 bucks a person um you know we we sit there and think why do we have to have a park pass that we pay for when we have tax money i know i, I thought that same, same thing um but it's just an extra expense for the park and 
you can get like a pass that'll if you're going out there, I would say take a longer time and visit a couple parks. Because Montana, you can visit Yellowstone and Glacier. Now we say that it's still a good ways away from each other, but you could make that happen. Right. So that's why, and in that case, it would be worth it to buy like a pass for a multiple parks. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but I would say, I don't know, I'd say roughly, you even know, spend a couple grand on that trip. Just sounds about right. Yeah. Just to be, just to be kind of safe on it. Yeah, no, that, that that sounds about right for budget. Heck, I mean, if you go to Destin, Florida nowadays, you might as well put a grand out. I mean, <laughs> you might spend. Think about Disney or somewhere like that. You probably spend more than that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, but you know, you plan your trip, you plan your excursions, you you do pay extra. I think you know for the other companies outside the park to do the tours. Right. But it's worth it. It is worth every bit of it. Um, you know, because they they know it. You know. I was just going to say that. Um, it's funny you mentioned that about the price. You said forty dollars to get in. Something, something. I, I, that's an estimate. I did. Don't, don't right. call me that. Either more way, more than thirty. Not, yeah, it's more than thirty. Yeah. Okay. Um, something that I was kind of disappointed with, not disappointed, but like when I went to uh, Washington D.C. and they, you're allowed to go into every exhibit for free, pretty much, or ever every whatever museum, like the history of natural whatever it is, the history museum, the, you know, I forget some of the other ones, the Smithsonian stuff. And my thought was, why? I mean, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, yeah, these are paid for by tax dollars, but I mean, somebody has to wash the floor. Somebody has to maintain the building. I mean, I, even as a taxpayer, I don't mind paying five, 10 bucks to get into the place just because, you know, I want them to make it that much nicer. But, right. I don't know. That was just a, that was just the thought I had in DC. It was like, why? I mean, normally I like a good low price, but you don't have to make it free just because it's here in DC. <laughs> I mean, don't use my tax dollars to take care of this if ten dollars can take care of it, you know. And not to mention right. that how many foreigners that are not from America they don't pay taxes yeah. places in DC, and they could they could use that ten dollars all the more to keep these places up, keep the windows clean and keep the floors shiny and all that kind of stuff. You know? Now I was actually wrong on the, uh, the price of the pass. I just looked it up for all yeah. you listeners out there. So an entry fee by private vehicle, seven day pass for just the vehicle is $35. Mm -hmm. And then the entrance fee by individual, which you have to pay separately is $20 a person. Uh, so it's not that bad. Honestly, no, 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 not you know, at all. I mean, not and that's a, you know, it's a one-time fee and you just, you, you either have it on your phone or have a QR code that you just give them. Yeah. And half the time the Rangers just kind of halfway look at it. It's just, it's like, it's like sometimes when you have the pay in for parking at some of the parks, some of the national historic sites or state parks like that, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Um, they've already yeah. got your money, so they know, you yeah. know, and even with um, like the free parks that I talked about and some here in Georgia and someone that I've been to, you know, it might be an honor system where they say $5 and you just put the $5 into a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't even mind if in DC they said, you know, they have a donation thing where if you want to put two yeah. or $3 or $10, you can just, and you, I mean, of course you hope that it goes to a good, you know, purpose, but. No, if anything, it's just, yeah, I agree with you. Like just something to cover. Cause you think about the amount of visitors, like we, we live close enough to the most visited national park in the country. 
which is Smoky Mountains National Park. And it's, you know, you go off and do certain things on there. You have to pay, but there's no real like entrance entrance, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I just, yeah, it was, it's not that bad. I thought it was more than that, but, um, and you know, like I said, you'll pay extra for boat ride reservations, things like that at certain parks, but well, here, here's what I thought, like, for instance, let's just use the Jefferson Memorial. When I yeah. went to the Jefferson Memorial, <clears throat> excuse me, we I go up there and it's beautiful, you know, but I'm noticing there's some maintenance guys polishing the place up. There's people walking in and out of it, et cetera. And, you know, at one point, one of the park rangers was there and he was telling stories about Jefferson and he kind of mentioned half jokingly, you know, hey, you know, this is this is great but you know on a, on my salary here da 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 you can't guarantee it basically you know taking a shot that he didn't have the highest salary doing that yeah the thought was all the more reason to have even if it's just a donation box that's over there where somebody could you know run their credit card or throw you know a few dollars in there and whatnot just to just to give toward it I mean that to me that you that gives their budget that much more and they can pay people like that guy who was a great guy a great um ranger to be able to talk to and i would love for him to be able to make that much more money instead of just waiting for the government to get around to whatever taking care of it yeah and I'm, I'm sure they take good care of those monuments but whatever so but, you know and you see it at national historic sites like we went to andersonville right right and you know you just that was a lot those guys knew what they were talking about could tell you all of those stories could tell you everything about it you know it was it's insane the amount of knowledge these guys have and you know i'd be in support of paying those guys more you know for mm-hmm. what they do i mean it's just the same as you think about with teachers and and um first responders you know it's like just they should be getting paid more you know for that and yeah um you know we had you know, a few of those rangers that were around there like um on top of the mountain where we were there was like um park rangers there at the near the restaurant where we ate on top of the mountain at uh at our ski resort launch which is whitefish whitefish mountain uh, ski resort um and they were very knowledgeable telling us about everything and apparently about four hours before we came through a bear had actually come up through that resort <laughs> and mm-hmm. so then when they said that you know and me and me and amanda went walking down and you know had the bear spray with me and i had the helpful tip from the guy at the front desk at the, the lodge you know shoot from your hip and aim it for their eyes uh-huh. um but uh it's basically a, a high powered pepper spray um Right. So you also don't leave it in a hot car because it'll explode, and then you hey. then you have to call the rental car company and say you come and get this. I'm not going in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's it is interesting to think about though, like how much once you get into the gate of somewhere, don't complain about the prices. Don't complain about paying it. A lot of people do, but that's that's how they keep things running. That's how they keep those lodges from. the 20s and 30s that they built there open and running and painted and you know everybody you know (laughs) if you want to complain go to disney world and complain about their prices maybe yeah exactly that they they deserve it um (laughs) 
but yeah, it was, uh, like I say, it's just, it's worth it to go to one of the big national parks, plan your trip, honestly spend more time there than we did. We only were there for four days. Um, and it just really was not enough time. Then well, you're never, you're never going to see everything right. at a place, but like glaciers so spread out that it was like, okay, we needed to basically, and then there was one point where you, you almost had to stay on the other side to be able to see the other side. Um, and again, that's because the going to the sun road, which cuts the park in half, um, was closed. So there was no quick way to get over. So you had to go around. And then if you look at it on a map, it's, it's fairly immense. Um, but seriously, you have to see it. You have to see it. It's just. Well, one day I'll get around to it. You know, maybe when I'm 80 years old, I'll do like my, uh, one of my uncles, they took an Alaskan cruise and. Yeah. Remember, he they sent us a VHS copy of their Alaska cruise, and <laughs> it's basically just watching them on the boat, looking at one thing slowly at a time. It's well, like yeah. two hours of their cruise. I mean, for that matter, there's Denali National Park up there, uh, uh, which has oh, the, yeah. the highest mountain in oh, yeah. North America. I've seen Bob Ross. Denali there. Um, but, um, yeah, it's uh, – I like I was trying to tell somebody – I was trying to tell one of the guides, I said, I enjoy feeling small next to things. And to touch on the spiritual topics from podcasts before, you know, it's nice to feel small next to God's creation and realize he cares more about me than he does that mountain. Well, the outdoors will do that to you. Um, and yeah, I mean, it will. When you, even just the local parks that you have around you. Yeah. Sometimes, um, when you work in an office or you work from home or I don't know, you work in a shop or retail or whatever, it's good to get outside because when you're stuck and confined into your little cave, it can make you kind of feel, uh, I don't know, gloomy to me. It's good to get out there and see the open sky and Oh yeah. Get out there in the woods and see God's creation. Yeah. Just get out there. I mean, it's just good for you anyway. It's good to, it's good to get away from your normal, get out of your rut, get out of your routine you know, go get, go get back into what God created. And it's just, it was just, it was insane. It was, it was, it was beautiful. The more, you know, people, the more, uh, you know, wait, Jason, thank you for your, uh, your park update, your, your national park. Uh, yeah, that was our topic. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad to hear you had a good time now. Okay. Let's see here. Um, You've uh, been to more places than I've been. You haven't been to Europe yet, have you? I have not, no. Europa. Um, have you, um, you've been to, you've been to uh, Japan. Yep. And I'm going to guess that this trip is in your top five that you've been to, right? This one? This one you just took. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, is it rank higher than Japan for you? Uh, I would have to say probably no. Just because you know Japan, such an effort to get to, um, right? That you know, it is a different country and all that. I mean, I love, uh, I love my country. Don't worry, there's a, so much in America to see. But I would say that, yeah, I would say Japan ranks higher just because it was so, so out of the blue that it came up, you know. And it, it was on my bucket list only after I planned to go to it because <laughs> I was getting to go. And that was a huge cultural experience as well, not just a... Yeah, you know, and it was a paid trip. 
you know. Um, oh, so by was, the oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say we're about to wrap it up, but I watched a documentary that you'll probably like because I know you have an affinity for the Japanese people. Um, there is a um, animator, and his name is I'd have to look it up. I believe it's um, Hayu Masuki. Um, I know I'm butchering his name, um, but there was a documentary on one of the Japanese um, news, American news networks, I think, and it's probably in Japanese as well, or Japan as well. Basically, he was an animator, well-known animator. He's 80 years old now, roughly, and um, it was called 10 Years with uh, Hau. His name is like Hau Masiki. I'll send you a link to it, um, but basically, this guy followed him around for like several years just to get an and he was an old school um cartoon animator and um it just showed his process and you know and, and, but watching the f- documentary you get a feel for the japanese culture his yep. philosophy and how they tell you what smoke like a smokestack <laughs> i yeah, mean constantly that was, smoking that was cigarettes. weirdly apparent there i was like of all the things for it to be such a clean country well, you know, like, I bet ooh. that's a holdover from the World War II era where, yeah, you know, yeah, American culture influenced them so heavily, like on baseball and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyways, it's very, I'll send you a link to it. And I apologize for butchering his name, but um, <laughs> it, uh, it was really good. All right. Well, Jason, we're going to wrap it up. All righty. Uh, we'll do it next time. Thanks, everybody. All right. All right.